All right, here we go. Episode 62 of Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, we truly appreciate it. Um, Sam, how you been, man? Jason, I've been really good, man. Uh, Good week so far. Uh, It's been really nice up here in Eugene, just chilling. Um, Can't really complain about anything. How's it? Uh, how's it been being back up in uh, Oregon? Yeah, I've been. Uh, I haven't really been able to go out a lot. We had a pretty big uh, surge. What? Hello, Dom. What's up, Dom? <laughs> What's going on? Hey, um, Sam. Keep going. Everybody, we'll introduce you to Dom here in a sec. Well, I was just saying that uh, Oregon's the Eugene area is going through a little bit of a big surge in COVID because of all the students that have come to town. So uh, we might, in fact, go to phase one here in a little bit. We might, we oh, might man. be going back. Yikes! <laughs> so, uh, so I have I've probably seen about like single digits people since I've been here. So, oh man, you feeling lonely? I'm sorry. No, all my roommates are here, so it's all. Good. Oh well, then you're good. Yeah, it's all you're good. good. Well, fantastic. Um, for those of you who heard the, uh, who heard the voice that just popped in, uh, we have a guest for you guys today. It's been a while since we've had a guest on the show. Um, and Sam and I, uh, we'd like to go to the people who we think are going to be the most knowledgeable on certain topics. And I mean, obviously every show does that, but still, um, we, uh, we have a buddy of ours who we thought was going to be the, uh, your guys is an hour best resource for everything college football. And considering that we don't talk enough about college football on the show, we figured we'd make a change for this episode. So ladies and gentlemen, warm welcome to Don Taylor. Thank you. Uh, thanks Don for joining us on the show. Hey, listen guys, uh, anytime I can come on and talk about college football, it doesn't matter where it is. Um, I'm, I'm ready to do it at a moment's notice. So uh, I, I appreciate you guys. You, you free next week. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, if you want to. Hey, you yeah, know what? Absolutely. We can like make it like an every every other week thing. Just quick in and come give us college football updates, some storylines that you think are important, and then boom. It could be like a 10, 15-minute thing. We can make it a segment. I would have to start paying Dom's salary. We That's really should. Work him. And honestly, honestly, <laughs> everybody who's listening to this, to this right now, I just want to make it perfectly clear that Sam and I are on the West Coast, and Dom's on the East Coast, so he's staying up late for the show. So we already really appreciate it. Um, we're already we're already sort of asking him to stay up a little bit for us. So, um, but Dom, so part of the reason why we asked you on the show was because of your position and where you are at Alabama. For those of you who don't know, Dom goes to Alabama. Yes, roll tide that in Alabama, um, and uh, he kind of has a unique position unique standing kind of with that school so don you can give everybody a better rundown of it than obviously sam and i could so just kind of clue everybody into what you do there in alabama absolutely well um first off uh i'm a a news media major so um my my major completely revolves around sports and news um and if if there is a place to go in this country for sports news it's the university of alabama um, specifically one of my internships that I work is with Crimson Tide Productions, and that's basically the multimedia outlet of the, uh, university. We work pretty closely with the athletic department. So we are, um, we're constantly kind of in the know and what's going on with our athletes and with sports here. And, um, another thing I do is I work with uh, Tide 100.9. Um, so I'm with a local radio station covering all things Alabama sports. Um, and so, I mean, <laughs> if, you know, if there's something going on here at the university in terms of athletics, 
Um, I, I definitely know about it. Um, you know, huge Alabama football fan growing up. That's that's just kind of a for those of you who know me. That's that's um, that's something that I've always that's kind of been my trademark, you know. And um, yeah, it, it just kind of runs in my veins. And uh, college football is absolutely one hundred percent my favorite sport. Um, I eat it up. And um, yeah, Alabama once again this year looking like a one of the top teams to be in the country. So being there, being in Alabama and doing all that stuff that you've done, can you give us like your favorite memory so far of being there? Cause that's a unique position and a unique standing that you have at that school right now. Absolutely. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you two that are kind of tied. Tied. Um, <laughs> tied. Yeah. That's tied. a dad joke. If we yeah. ever had one. <laughs> I, did, I didn't even realize I did that, but thank you for capitalizing on that. Cause I didn't. Um, I would say, number one, um, I, I had the privilege of working um, whenever ESPN and the SEC Network come to the University of Alabama, uh, the interns in Crimson Tide Productions get to work with them. So um, I've actually worked two ESPN um, broadcasts as a timeout coordinator and then as a grip, which are two kind of uh, smaller roles in production. But um, nonetheless, I was actually, when I was working as a timeout coordinator, for a softball game that was being broadcasted on ESPN, I actually um, was talking to somebody in the control room in Bryant Denny Stadium, who was then talking to the control room in Bristol. Oh, nice! So um, I was basically one person between ESPN's uh, main broadcasting station in Bristol, Connecticut, and that was incredible. And then the other memory I would say, um, even though it was a loss, the atmosphere during the LSU game last year, number two versus number three. Even though we lost that game, I have never been to a sporting event that I've had more fun at, that I lost my voice over, that I mean, I, just the pure passion that happened during that game. Uh, it was incredible and one of the best experiences that uh, I've ever been a part yeah, of. And I, I can't even imagine that, really. And that's something that you two um, have more of an experience with than I do because, obviously, I don't, I don't go to a, a big, giant college. And, you know, you two go to two very prolific football colleges so you get to experience those those college football atmospheres which is which is something that that uh you know i I really haven't gotten to experience i've I've been to one one arizona game before the university of arizona i've been to one college game and they actually played oregon um ironically enough oregon Um, won right no they lost (laughs) they lost lost. but i remember texting you while i was at that game and that was actually something that sam had mentioned recently and that's something that uh we hadn't really talked about a lot on the show but one of the downfalls one of the many downfalls of, of this pandemic um is you know i feel like college football especially and you could say this for a lot of sporting events but i think college football has a unique place you look at like someplace like penn state or um even Alabama and Oregon, this they, they thrive on the atmosphere, and that just that might not be something that that we see uh, in a while. And Sam, you had mentioned something about that the other day that you unfortunately maybe had seen your last Oregon football game, like last yeah, year. As a as a student, yeah, definitely for sure. Um, I I liken college football to that of uh, what we see in Europe with uh, football there, of where it's just the whole city just the whole country even may stand still and everyone just watches and they're all enthralled with this team. And it just gathers this community. I've seen it um, here at Eugene. I'm sure in uh, Tuscaloosa, there's probably nothing that happens on Saturdays when Alabama's playing. 
No. <laughs> no. Um, I the biggest game I've gone to was um, the last time. I think it was the last time that Oregon had College Game Day come. They were, they were uh, hosting Stanford, and both teams were um, they weren't top ten, but they were really close. And um, that's just one of the biggest atmospheres I've been to. Of just the the stadium is packed, but I can't imagine Alabama LSU when both teams are in in top four. I can't imagine it. Oh yeah, and I I waited. Uh, game day was there that day, ESPN College Game Day, and I woke up at three oh, thirty a.m. <laughs> oh, I'm one of those guys, and I woke up at three thirty a.m. to get in line to be in the front few rows for College Game Day because one one of the reasons I wanted to get one of the um, the Home Depot hard hats because my brother wanted one. And um, I was probably 200th in line. There were people who oh, yeah, you got a waiting out in 30 degrees. You got it. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I, it was a novice mistake <laughs> on my part, but uh, it's just, I mean, it is, it's ridiculous. The, the, the passion for Alabama football here. Well, it, it's, yeah, I, it's I got second good news time. for you. I'm sure that's not the last time that college game day is going to be at Alabama. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty pretty certain <laughs> that that's not gonna be the last time. Yeah, we're we're looking at uh, I mean you know next week actually two weeks from now, uh, Georgia Alabama, that's that's in Tuscaloosa and I know that we're not gonna be able to go to game day. They're gonna keep it completely secluded due to COVID nineteen, but uh, it's gonna be on campus. So you're not um, wrong about that. Forgive me, but I haven't tuned in to see Alabama play. Do they have fans at home? <laughs> uh yes yes they do. i was actually there on uh on saturday i was, I was about at how, game. how much of the stadium is filled so um 20 um they have what they've done basically is for the students you get two games that you can opt in for um throughout the season there you have five options and two games that you can go to um unfortunately i'm leaving before the auburn game so my two choices are going to be a&m and georgia so I'll be opting into that next game. But they've basically put anywhere from two seats to six seats together for students to sit together. Um, social distancing is enforced. And then for the rest of the uh, the rest of the stadium, which holds 100,000 people, um, we're only filling about uh, 20,000 nice. people. That's, I mean, that's yep. still a good amount of people. I mean, not in comparison to a normal game. But, I mean, 20,000 people is not not a small number. You know, it, it's funny that you say that because that like it does sound like a lot, but it seems like oh nothing yeah, I'm sure like in, in comparison it's yeah just, yeah um, yeah comparing the two yes, and then it's funny and maybe it's just it'd be totally different because it's an outdoor stadium, so it wouldn't be anywhere near like a basketball arena. But twenty thousand for a basketball game would be a lot. Um, well, that's like oh, yeah, full that's capacity good. exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So like you yeah. can like. 20,000 is a lot of people, but in comparison to what it normally is, no, I could, I could see why it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a lot. Um, and you said you were there last week, right? I was, yeah. And what was, what was that like? What was it like being there for, was that your first, first time that you had been there since, um, since everything had shut down? Yeah, unfortunately, the last time that I was in the stadium was against Western Carolina last year. Barnburner. Um, That's a great game. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. That was a good <laughs> um, You know, that was right in between us losing to LSU and then the next week us losing to Auburn. So that was just kind of a dark ages kind of moment for me. But um, the, coming back was just 
I mean, it was incredible. And it just felt so right walking into that stadium. And it doesn't matter how many people are in there. Um, there's just something magic about walking through the tunnels of a football stadium, especially in a, on a college campus where there's so much passion and just finally being back home and seeing the team that you love uh, take the field. And then, of course, beat the crap out of everyone. Right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um. So, Dom, we uh, we're gonna put you a little bit on the on the spot here. Sam's got something for you, and then I've got something for you. Um, I'll go first because mine's gonna be a lot shorter than Sam's. Um, I just I got a quick question for you, just in the sense, not necessarily talking about Alabama football. I'm just talking about college football in general. Um, as somebody who as who is as knee deep as you are in college football, for the people who are listening to our show. Um, give us give us some storylines that people should be paying attention to upcoming, whether it be about the college football playoffs. We know that um, there was a, a, a proposal for it to be expanded to eight teams, and then it got rejected. Um, maybe some players to look out for, some sneaky teams to look out for, upsets, something, literally anything. We're giving you free reign. Just, just tell us. Absolutely. Well, the first thing that comes to mind, and um. I've kind of talked about this the last couple of weeks uh, on the uh, the shows that I'm involved in here on campus. Uh, Miami. Miami seems to be in a really uh, impressive resurgence right now. Um, obviously, they've had some woes in the last few years, uh, but they've got transfer quarterback Derek King. Um, he's had a really interesting story the last couple of years, started his career in Houston, and now he's finally uh, found his home with the Canes. He's putting up some really impressive numbers. He's got Miami at 3-0 and right now. They have a really – Big showing. Clemson, Clemson yeah, coming I see up that. Weeks. Yeah, that's going to be a, in a very um, – I mean, that's the ACC right there. Whoever wins that game really uh, is probably going to be playing – and this is the weirdest thing that I've, I, I can probably say. They're probably going to be playing Notre Dame in the ACC championship um, because Notre Dame joined the ACC just for this year due to COVID-19. Um, so that's probably what it's going to be. Whoever wins that Miami-Clemson game is going to be playing Notre Dame most likely. There's really no other contenders in the ACC. And then whoever wins uh, the ACC championship generally has a ticket into the college football playoff. Um, if I could give you a player, uh, the one that's been kind of gaining a lot of attention right now is BYU quarterback um, uh, Zach Wilson. So he had 325 yards and two touchdowns in the last game against Louisiana Tech. Um, but, I mean, that's pretty average for a quarterback. Uh, but it's really everything that he's done before. The last few games, he's been virtually flawless. BYU's offense looks really, really impressive. He's kind of a dark horse for the Heisman right now. Um, not a lot of people give credit to uh, to BYU. They just they kind of get forgotten sometimes. But um, they've got a really impressive offense. The uh, there's some headlines out of the SEC. Obviously, last week Mississippi State, uh, I mean, put up a ridiculous amount of points. On LSU, uh, they upset the defending national champions last week. And then, of course, they come back and they drop an egg against Arkansas, who hasn't won an SEC game in three years. Um, and so, they, yeah, I, I don't know what happened there. Um, Mike Leach, you know, the Pirate King over at Mississippi State, he uh, – I, I don't know what happened. I really don't. Uh, he went from putting a quarterback, K.J. Costello, who transferred from Stanford, um, who was pretty average at Stanford. He comes in in his first game against LSU and puts up 630 passing yards, which is an SEC record. And then the next week looks absolutely abysmal and loses to Arkansas. Um, so some consistency issues there, obviously, for Mississippi State. Um, those are probably the biggest takeaways that I could give you 
from uh, week five in, in college football. Um, but besides that, there's going to be some really, uh, really great games coming up this week. Um, obviously, Tennessee and Georgia, number 14 versus number three. And uh, like I said, Miami and, and Clemson coming up um, next week, too. So, um, yeah, a lot of great stuff there, guys. Uh, man, see, and you know what? This is exactly what we need because for, I mean, Sam is a little bit more in the college football than I am. I've never had a team like to root for in college football, so I – Really, only watch the playoffs or games towards the end. So I'm not. I'm really not knee deep into college football. But to to listen to somebody who is, um, that's exactly what we need. And I really enjoy listening to that, even though I don't have a ton of perspective on on all of that. That was still that was still fun because that's not something that we have had on the show a lot. And I think it's nice that we're that we can bring in uh, somebody who is as knowledgeable as you are. So there you go, everybody. There's. <laughs> college football headlines to pay attention to. Um, and then Dom, Sam's got something for you. We got a segment that we well, do with all of our, Oh, unless Sam's got, I got a real quick question. question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dom, just looking at Alabama's schedule, what do you think's going to be? What do, what do you think the scariest game is this season? <laughs> there's, okay, a lot, well, there's a lot of teams in the um, that look pretty, pretty good. Absolutely. Um, you're asking an Alabama fan that, um, I, I could give you a lot of teams. I think we're easily going to boat race most of them. The, I love it. The, I love it. <laughs> right. I know. I know. That, I know that seems cocky, but here's the thing that's the most scary. Auburn just lost to Georgia 27 yep. to six. The country is going to write Auburn off for the next. Oh, seven, I'm right. Right. And, and, and as you should until a, a certain Auburn Alabama game known as the iron bowl uh, comes up at the end of November. And uh, what do you think usually happens when a number one to number two ranked Alabama team plays an Auburn team that has nothing to lose? <laughs> Not good things? Not good things. And I can tell you from experience, as somebody who basically balled their eyes out during the kick six from 2013, um, yeah, that, this is quite possibly the most scary scenario that you can dream of. So Auburn unequivocally that's the team to look forward to uh, for a possible. Are you at, are you at all worried about the game this month against Georgia? I, <laughs> I'm worried, I guess. Um, <laughs> we tend to have Georgia's oh. number. We tend to have Kirby smarts number. Uh, he is an Alabama assistant and Nick Saban is now 20 and zero against his assistants, Yikes. Uh, quite honestly. I think Georgia is a complete Alabama wannabe. They do everything to copy us, uh, and it only ends up making them look worse. So, no, I'm not worried. Smackdown. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right. I like it. Um, now, Dom, we do this segment with uh, all of our guests that we bring on the show. Uh, it's called Grill the Guests, and it's really just five questions or however many questions Sam feel, feels like writing. Eight. Okay, eight for this one. <laughs> um, just on the spot, quick answer questions, um, and just basically put you on the spot and see what you can give us. Um, no, no warm up, like no nothing. Just going into it cold. Yeah, no, right. I'm not giving you a lot of time here, Dom, and it's very Alabama themed. So you're gonna be right. Home. Okay. Uh, th- this first one, a little bit of softball. You know what? A lot of bit of a softball <laughs> question. What is the best college <laughs> in the SEC? Number two. Just, just, just a warm-up. Just get you feel it. Just get, yeah, just get the I, toe I like in it. the water a little bit, you know? Okay. Number two. Okay. Is there any resentment 
in your heart towards Nick Saban for scheduling soft non-conference games over the years? No, not at all, because it has never uh, mattered in the long run. We can play Western Carolina, and then we'll go on to play Auburn, Georgia, Washington, Clemson. It doesn't matter. We'll beat most of them. Doesn't You don't feel cheated that you didn't get a, uh, I don't know, Alabama, Oregon over the years? I mean, you guys would have just railed, just oh, destroyed I, Oregon over I, the years. I, I yeah. yeah. I'd have loved to see it. You know, absolutely. I've always wanted to see that matchup, but um, – I, I think that it also goes both ways, you know? I think uh, how many teams have wanted to schedule us? Uh, probably a lot of teams get that money. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think it's hard to put Alabama on your schedule. Well, that's a, Number that's three. a fair point. Yeah. What Alabama team, let's say over the last decade, would you say has been the best? The best Alabama team. Personally, my favorite was the – my favorite and the one I think was the best is the 2015 Alabama team. Uh, it has my personal favorite quarterback of the Nick Saban era. That's Jake Coker. And then it has uh, Derrick Henry, one of the best running backs in Alabama history, um, SEC leading uh, career uh, rusher, um, Heisman winner. Uh, I think that was the best For team sure. overall. Sure. All right. I think this one's going to be a tough one. Really got to put, really gotta put okay. the, uh, the thinking – sticks in this i don't know where i was going with that all right i don't either <laughs> start one bench one cut one some old Ooh, like nemesis this. deshaun watson cam newton and big johnny manzel and and what are the options so you need to start one bench one and cut one and these are all in their college years oh gotcha okay I, honestly that's a that's an easy one for me start deshaun watson uh, bench Cam Newton, cut Johnny Menzel, without a doubt. Are you sure? <laughs> well, uh, I am one hundred percent sure. Because I respect Deshaun Watson, I don't like Cam Newton, and I absolutely hate with all of my heart. <laughs> you you don't want him on your team? <laughs> I do not at all want him on my team. I love it. You'll, you're no, you'll notice the first two options are both still in the NFL, and one of them uh, can't even get a contract. Well, true. This is in their college days, okay? When they were slapping up Alabama. That's that's when these were. Yeah, and, and my okay. answer doesn't change. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Who is the best current NFL player that is an Alabama alumni? The, be- the best current. Uh, There's a lot of them. There, there are a lot of them. Yeah, that's this probably this might be the toughest one, which is hilarious. Um, I, I got to go with Calvin Ridley right now. Holy smokes! He's the one that's okay. been tearing it up the most, and I know that's that is a little bit of dark horse. Yeah, yeah. I'm is gonna he go the Calvin best Ridley. Alabama player on his team? <laughs> Not right now. No. <laughs> yeah. Or no, actually, yes, he is right now. He's better right than Julio. Last year, no. This, this year, yes, he has been. Yes. yes. Yeah, he, he's actually Ryan's number one target right now. Matt Ryan's For sure. number one target. All right, I yeah. think this one is uh, this one's going to be a little bit of a doozy. Which team would you rather win the national championship, given that Alabama can't, LSU or Auburn? LSU. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely LSU, and I that that hurts me so much. But like, I, like, oh lord, the. I've never loved Florida State more than when they took the national championship away 
from Auburn in 2013. Uh, I don't like Jameis Winston, but that was the only time that I've ever rooted for that man. So you hate Auburn more than LSU? Oh, un- undoubtedly, with all my heart, a hundred percent more. Well, you heard him LSU. talking about you heard him talking about the uh, that kick six game. So I'm oh, assuming we'll get that... we'll get to the kick six, Jason. Oh. Don't don't. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Number seven, Dom. To the best of your ability, how much longer will Nick Saban coach the Crimson Tide? Do you think? Well, that depends. Uh, how many more fingers can uh, hold rings? That's fair statement. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, to the best of my knowledge, he's got about three to four more fingers that don't have rings on them. Um, but if I was going to give you a time frame, it would be probably to 2025. And he is how old off the top of your head? I don't even know. He he is almost 70 yeah. years old. Uh, I, I think he's like 68 or 69, but he... Um, I, one of the goals I think he, I think he has is to beat Bear Bryant. Sixty-eight, yeah. Wow. And he needs how many more to catch uh, Bear Bryant? Well, currently he has six, so he's tied. But uh, five of them were at Alabama. One of them was at LSU. So if he gets one more, he'll be tied with Bear Bryant for rings at Alabama. And then if he gets two more, he'll be he'll surpass Bear Bryant with seven rings All at Alabama. Right. We're just learning more every yep. every second on this show. Right. The last one. <laughs> Which event made you the most sad? 2013 <laughs> Iron Bowl or the Watson game-winning <laughs> touchdown in 2016? Uh, it, it's definitely it's definitely the kick six in 2013. Um, the Watson play, by the way, which was an illegal pick. Um, <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just so everybody knows. And I'm going to stand by Do that. they hammer this in when you go to Alabama? <laughs> that was illegal. Yeah, they give, us a, they give us a script. They give us a script of answers, and we can't we can't get off the script. It's it's really, uh, you know, we there, there are certain answers right. we have to give whenever people ask us. Right. Um, but, no, without a doubt, it was the kick six. I mean, that was that was the most painful way to possibly lose. And I, I absolutely hate Auburn for it. I, I can't. I can't tell you that enough. I really do. Just, just. Do you remember where you were when that happened? I absolutely do. Uh, I was. Are you talking before it happened? While or after you were watching the game. Okay. While I was watching the game, I was just sitting in front of my TV. But after it happened, I was in the field. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that's all I got for you, man. <laughs> I love it. I actually really. Oh enjoyed man! It. Thank oh, you. That is one of my favorite segments that we have on the show by far by far i love doing i love doing that yeah. segment dom thank you for being a good sport man absolutely thanks for your um, questions so dom before we uh before we let you go i know we sort of asked you anything uh i mean to sort of give us some storylines uh for the upcoming for the rest of the college football season but uh anything you want to say about alabama coming up this season yep absolutely um I, honestly, I think our our ranking right now is spot on. Uh, I think that we have some deficiencies in the defense. We have a really, really young secondary. We actually lost four out of five starters uh, last year to the NFL. And um, we have one. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Dom, if you're st- – Oh, there we go. Patrick Sertan. Um, 
Oh crap! But, uh, by, uh, oh, there by you far, are. Uh, okay. For a second, oh, but we my got back. You back. Did you lose me? Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Just you said uh, uh, your ranking was. What spot did uh, what cut out? What part cut out? Yeah, so um, I, I think our ranking is spot on, right below Clemson. Um, the only thing I was going to say is our defense is definitely suspect right now. Um, we have a very young secondary. We lost four out of five starters last year to the NFL. Um, and uh, we actually let up 400 yards of offense to a and I know the score last week was 52-24, to 24, um, but they actually still gashed our, our defense. And we were several, uh, several um, fourth down plays away from it being a closer game than the score actually uh, shows. Um, so we definitely have some stuff that we need to clean up. Uh, offensively, I can't believe that we've actually um, <laughs> we, we actually haven't dropped off from uh, Tua Tungavailoa leaving for the NFL. Um, Mac Jones, who, That's by awesome. the way, okay. uh, Mac Jones' full name is Michael McCorkle Jones. Um, so, yeah, that's where the Mac comes from, Mac Corkle. Uh, and that's not a lie. You can literally Google that. Um, he, he actually holds the record for most 85-yard touchdown passes in Alabama history. He has three. Um, which is insane. And, uh, yeah, our, our offense is clicking just as well as it usually is, but our defense is very suspect, and we got a lot of holes to close. But, That's uh, a I think perfect you're gonna see segue. Who do you think is going to make up the playoff when it's all said and done in this crazy year? Well, <laughs> if you would have asked me that question two weeks ago, I would have given you Oklahoma as the number four, stop, four spot. But because they're absolute garbage and have lost two games in a row to unranked Big 12 opponents, uh, they are out officially. And um, as of right now, I'm going to give you number one, Alabama, number two, no, excuse me, number one, Clemson, Mm -hmm. number two, Alabama, number three, Ohio State. And uh, this is going to be pretty surprising, but I think that. Florida takes that fourth spot. So you'll see two SEC Yes. Careful. I don't think the Pac-12 has, <laughs> because they're only going to be playing a seven-game schedule. <laughs> Listen, you're going to get my full opinion. You invited me on the show, you're going to get the opinion. Listen, Pac-12, I'm sorry, a seven-game schedule compared to some of these teams, it's not going to be enough, especially with all the upsets that's been happening. The chances of a Pac-12 team coming out of that schedule completely unblemished and looking good enough to compete with so, the teams that will make the uh, college so, football playoff. So t- it's not follow happen. me on this journey. Uh, okay. and I think that, yes, Say sorry, Oregon ahead. beats all their opponents by 50. Okay. All right. And they are 7-0. and You don't think they get in? Awesome. That, that hurts. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> I, I don't think they get – I mean, that is a – listen – no, the Pac-12 is just too weak That's, all around. Do you they actually think get, that, that like, could the happen? The whole Pac-12 would have to get, be better for one of them <laughs> to make it exactly. out. Last year was the only opportunity that one of them could have made it. Yes. Yes. Honestly, I think the Pac-12's best chance died last week when the eight-team eight playoff idea was presented. Huh. I think that was the end of the Pac-12 soaps right And there. you think Florida's better than uh, Georgia? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, definitely. Um, Florida has a very well-rounded team. Georgia looks anemic at times on offense. Um, they they have a former walk-on playing quarterback right now. Uh, they have a really good running back, but um, Stetson Bennett 
the fourth, I think that's his name, the, the quarterback for Georgia. Um, it's another Jake Fromm. They're not going to be averaging more than 20 points a game once they come across an offense, i.e. like Florida, like Alabama, they're going to get uh, gashed. And I think that they probably end up with two losses. They'll be out of the playoff this year. But I think Florida's only loss is probably going to come, come at the hands of Alabama in the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, you're looking at other teams like Notre Dame uh, or whoever's kind of behind them to take that fourth spot in the playoff. But I don't think there's going to be anybody there that could really yeah, take it's it. Really, it's um, really so looking I, I like Florida it could only be in that fourth spot. an SEC team to get in there. Mm-hmm. It's strength of schedule. I mean, that's one of the, the hugest things that they look at. And if they play Alabama close, um, you, you can bet that the, the committee is going to look at not only um, strength of schedule, but I mean, think about think about the TV uh, ratings for that. You've got an Alabama Florida rematch from the SEC championship game. Say Florida beats um, you know whoever the whoever the number one opponent is, that would be Clemson. Florida beats Clemson, then they play Alabama. And then Alabama the trounces them. Yeah, the we get it. We get it. The, <laughs> the, Alabama wins. Game. That's worth leading to. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be my default, man. I mean, and that's kind of – that's in the back of everybody's. Man, what do you expect, you know? No, oh, not Ohio State. Absolutely. They're the only team I, I see as an equal right now. For sure. Uh, we'll wait till they start playing games. Because – Again, this is Ohio State is notorious for losing to you know losing by thirty to Purdue in the middle of the season. So um, I I don't see that Dang. as being an equal shot in terms of a program. You're, you're lucky we don't average a hundred. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you did. You know, I I should do like a Paul Feinbaum Paul. kind of show. I just, Paul I just is my mouth hilarious, and, and you know what? And, this kind, this is a knockoff Paul Feinbaum <laughs> show because we just say whatever we want. So it's not. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like we 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 come out and say it all <laughs> the time. Great. So it's so great. Um, hey, Ducks, man, I don't care if half our lineup is opting out of this year. <laughs> Oregon's making it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, you'll we'll be lucky we'll to see play in the playoffs. Can't wait to knock you out of there. <laughs> That's an easy dub. Woo! Oh man. Uh well Dom, I know uh I know it's getting pretty late and uh we gotta let you go. But uh dude, thanks again so much for coming on the show and uh I'm sure we're gonna have you back on here uh within the next couple of weeks. Dom, thank you so much, man. We'll get <laughs> Absolutely, you. Absolutely guys, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. See ya. Sounds All right, great. ladies and gentlemen, I'll that see was you guys later. Dom Taylor, and that couldn't have gone. Any better, dude. I, I really enjoyed having him on the and show. And we that totally was a lot of fun. winged it. And we totally winged it. <laughs> I know. He, he he sounded better than us on our own show. Yeah, we we could have a spot for a third host. It's all good. I know, seriously. I'm thinking that we, we make that either like it just honestly if we call him like every Monday or uh every other week and just have him do like a five, ten minute little college football it's recap. Honestly sad because we have it recorded now that he says he's gonna come on whenever we ask. He doesn't know what he committed to. I know. Now it's just going to be like, well, how can we make our show? Ah, dumb. All right, cool. We're just going to pencil you in for Monday. So sorry if you had a date or anything, but we're more important. So, uh, But, man, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I knew he was going to be the uh, the best person we could have on for, for college football. And, man, that's so cool that he gets to do all that stuff for Alabama. Oh, it's an awesome opportunity. He gets to work – 
he gets opportunity to work with ESPN as well. Yeah, and that's just that's like making dreams right there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That was a blast. And honestly, this show needs an injection of of college football, and I think he's the right person to do it. So, um, God, that was a lot of fun. We hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did because Dom just came on and absolutely killed it. Yeah, Dom, um, if you're still listening, thanks again, man. That was awesome. Yeah, thanks absolutely. for taking out some time uh, when it's what ten thirty at night. Well, actually, night. considering he's on the uh, East Coast, it's like uh, it's not days. central in Alabama. I don't think Alabama is. I think they're far enough. Um, it, I mean, it could be. I I don't know. I don't know where the time zone line cuts off. I thought it was uh, as uh, I thought Alabama was in the Eastern time well, zone. But... Whatever it is, thanks. Thanks again, man. If you're listening, thanks for taking out some time to talk with us. That was a lot of fun. And for anybody who's better at geography, sorry if I'm effing that up right now. Well, it's not even it's not even geography. You have to know the time zones. Yeah, Who but really knows the time zone off the, off the top of their head. That's that's a fair point. That's a fair I got point. you, bro. I got you. Don't worry. I I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to some uh, some NFL football action because we had a lot of good games over the past weekend. Uh, we give you guys a rundown. We actually have a game going on currently right now: the Packers and the Falcons because that game got bumped. Uh, to Monday, so and right now, currently, it's not going to matter because you guys are listening to this the day after. But it's twenty-seven to sixty. Just letting you guys know. <laughs> in the breaking, news. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking yeah. news. For everybody who's listening to this the day after, so uh, we'll take you through a rundown of uh, this weekend's NFL action. So on Thursday, we had the Broncos and the Jets. Another Thursday night staple of being uh, two bad teams, but it ended up being an okay game. Um, it was thirty-seven. To 29 Broncos over the Jets. The Saints narrowly beat the Lions, even though the Lions jumped out to a 14 nothing lead over the Saints in the beginning. Saints rallied back 35 to 29. Joe Burrow got his first NFL win over the Jaguars, 33-25. The Buccaneers come back from the Chargers, 38-31. The Vikings beat the Texans, 31 to 23. Also, Bill O'Brien after this game got fired. He is no yeah. longer. He is no longer the coach of the Houston Texans. Long overdue, I'm not sure, but doesn't matter. He's gone. DeAndre Hopkins is sitting there. Well, that's a little late. Yeah. Could have <laughs> yeah. given me the money. <laughs> right. Um, Seattle continues their winning streak, 31-23 to over the Dolphins. The Panthers beat the Cardinals, 31-21. The Browns upset the Cowboys in what was may have been the most shocking game of the weekend, 49-38. to over the Cowboys, the Ravens beat the Washington football team 31-17. to The Rams beat the Giants in a very low-scoring game, 17-9. to Colts beat the Bears 19-11. to The Bills beat the Raiders 30-23. to The Eagles beat the 49ers 25-20. to The Chiefs beat the Patriots 26-10. to And currently, the Packers and the Falcons are playing right now. But it looks like the Packers are going to pull that one out as who, well. Who won in picks? I've got a sneaky suspicion you did. I don't have the sheet in front of me at the moment. Um, Jason, you have one job. I'm not at my house right now. and oh. Yeah, so I, I'm i not 100% sure. We'll give you guys an update next weekend on who won, but I actually don't have it in front of me. Um, so, But I don't think anybody's waiting with bated breath. It's really just for you and me. But I'll check it, uh, I'll check it tomorrow, and I'll send you a text. Thank you. I think you won anyway, but yeah. I think I did too, but which would put us at two and two, which is drastically different than last season. <laughs> I think you were up like four 
last year. For a while, yeah. <laughs> the Titans kept effing you over, so. Um, all right, so where are we going to start? We can't spend a ton of time on it, on this because we do have some NBA Finals action that we have to get to. Um, so I honestly, I think the game to start with is probably the Browns and the Cowboys. Yeah, biggest surprise. I did not see this coming. Um, Dallas' defense, dreadful. Oh, they're completely awful. Uh, Great win for Cleveland. It looks like Kumbaya was achieved in Cleveland. They're now three and one. Uh, Odell, Jarvis having fun. They dyed their hair. Uh, Baker is not losing you games, which is really the big role. Huge loss in this game, though, by losing Nick Chubb. Oh, yeah, that was such a big blow for them. I I mean, luckily they have Kareem Hunt, somebody who can keep that uh, the backfield moving. Probably the best backup in the league. Oh, absolutely. And they had 300 yards rushing in this game. Yeah, so it's 307 yards rushing to Dallas's 85. <laughs> Just, they found the formula to win. Big plays for Odell. That was vintage Odell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What was the stat? No Let me find it real quick. It was, so he had two carries for 73 yards and one touchdown. And the receiving, he had five receptions, 81 yards, and two touchdowns. He counted for three touchdowns for the Browns. Just, I mean, all things going right for Cleveland. 38 points given up to Dallas. I mean, Dallas is a good offense. They it is. They put up 30, high 30s uh, three times this year. Like, Dallas is a good offense. If you're Cleveland, uh, Miles Garrett showed up and played really well. Um, that's a great win for Cleveland. On the flip side, Dallas, Mike McCarthy might need to be watching his back for Jerry Jones to come behind, stab him in it, and fire him. Just, just saying. After that loss, I know as crazy as it sounds, um, but man, you just look at Dallas and the hopes that they had coming into the season. Now they're one in three, and I mean, you look at their losses. The Rams, okay, the Rams are a good team. I think we've established that they're a good team now, um, and it was seventeen to twenty. The Falcons, they beat the Falcons, but they should have beat the Falcons. However, they almost lost to the Falcons. Yep, the Cowboys are like. A play away from being zero and four. Mm-hmm. From being zero and four. Um, now they lose to the Seahawks. And we all can no agree shame. that yeah, there's no shame in that. And they lose to the Browns. Now little that, shame. Little shame, I think. But I'm not. But should we? Is it a little shame, or are the Browns actually legit? I'm not mm, sure yet. I wouldn't go that far. I don't know yet because you look at who they've played. Okay, they got absolutely pummeled by the Ravens which I think we all expected to happen. They narrowly beat the Bengals. I mean, just barely. And then they beat Washington pretty handily, which they should have. It was that Cowboys game where you look at where you go, okay, well, here's going to be a test, maybe a game. I don't think anybody was predicting them to beat the Ravens. Now, I don't think a lot of people had them slated to beat the Cowboys either, but it was one of those games where I could see you looking at it and go, okay, well, you know what? They're playing a good team, a good team that's struggling. If they're going to pick up a win, that maybe they shouldn't pick up on paper, this would be the one to do it with. Mm-hmm. And they got it. So they play the Colts next week, which I think would be a really interesting game. The Browns do? Yes. Oh, that's a big game for both teams. Absolutely. And then the next week they have a divisional game against the Steelers, which would be another good test for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get a bit of a break again with the Bengals, and then they play the Raiders. God knows I don't know what the Raiders are right now, so we'll find out. <laughs> um, we'll find out. So I, I that was really that was really interesting. In a really interesting game. 
Um, and I like I think I agree with you. They found the formula to win for them. They want to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and again, when they can't run the ball, they'll run the ball. And maybe uh, get a big, nice like gadget play to an end around to Jarvis, and then he throws it at Odell. Like you, you got playmakers on the field. Let's be creative. And Cleveland's it looks like they're just having fun out there. Absolutely. And honestly, can we blame the loss on Dak Prescott? No. I don't think so. Like, is, 40... is he supposed to put up 50? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, it's, it, he can't. He th- was 41 for 58. They pretty much had him throw 60 times in a game. Let's let's put this into perspective here. I'll, I'll give you this right now. So, let's see. Where's the – okay, so the Cowboys ran 79 total plays, 79 total plays, and they threw 58 of those times. Yeah. So to give you a little perspective, I mean he's out there pretty. He's throwing pretty much seventy five percent of the time, roughly. And you got to think too. Most of those runs probably came early. Yeah. When the game was close. Right. Exactly. So he's launching play after play after play after play after play after play. And that is after series after series. Yeah, and that's totally not what what Dallas wants to do. You have Zeke as your running back. You don't want to have Dak. Now, granted, Dak is a good quarterback, but Dallas is built to run. They have an absolute wall up front with their offensive line. They have maybe the best running back in the league and a very good quarterback as well. Now, you can you can lean on your running back or your quarterback when you need to, but you know they want to run. But a team, it doesn't matter who you are. If you can establish a running game, it just opens up so much more for your quarterback, and they have the perfect formula to do that, mm-hmm. and it just they just haven't been doing it. We just got to um, accept that they're going to be 8-8. Eight again I think so and that division's horrible and right now by the way ladies and gentlemen Eagles. your division leaders are the Eagles <laughs> we were just slaying the Eagles last week I know and now they're now they are your division leaders by a half game I believe so um really quickly just touch on Saints Raven the Saints game and the Ravens game I think that's two games that both I mean, good teams Saints and Ravens showed that they're back they both coming off pretty lackluster weeks and they both showed that they're back. That Saints offense is back, and Baltimore obviously showed that they had no trouble against Washington. Well, see, the Saints offense is a little bit different in the sense that they look a little bit different than in previous years. Drew Brees isn't throwing for 400 yards like he normally is. Um, they've turned into a balanced offense as opposed to a Drew Brees offense. Um, they're running it more, and Drew Brees only threw it 25 times. Now, Drew's going to go out there and be an accurate quarterback. He was 19 for 25, 246 yards, two touchdowns. He had one pick. But he's going to go out there and just nickel and dime his way down the field. If that's how Drew Brees is going to beat you, I mean, he will find a way to beat you. And he's made a career of nickeling and diming it down the field. But he's also made a career of having a, having a cannon strapped to his arm, too, and being accurate with that cannon. Right now, he's not launching it down the field like he normally has. So he's really just uh, leaving it to his IQ and his accuracy. And yep. now they and now they have a running back. Well, Kamara has always been a good running back, but it seems like as of recent he's picked game even more. And they're leaning a lot on Latavius Murray now too, yep. who by the way ran for two touchdowns. He's having a, he's had an increased role. So they're really turning into a almost a running team or more of a balanced team. They're what Dallas should be. You know? Yep. Yep. So. And then uh Ravens take care of business. Uh, the Panthers get a big win against the Cardinals. That's kind of an upset. 
I would say it's so. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Weird. Panthers playing well, man. Panthers are playing well in a weird game from Kyler Murray. He completed 24 passes, but only for 133 yards. That's two off games in a row for Kyler. I mean, he had three touchdowns and no picks. But it's not the MVP candidate that I've been hearing. No, it's not. Games. DeAndre Hopkins had seven receptions for 41 yards, so the Panthers kept him in check big time. Yep. And I think, I think, I mean, and losing Christian McCaffrey, obviously, you can't really calculate for what that means to his team. But Mike Davis has stepped up in his place and been playing really well. I know you know that because he's on your fantasy team. Yeah, he's just a big-time vet, man. He really is. How old is Mike Davis? Let me see. He's, he is uh... 27. He's not that old. Well, he's just been – he's bounced around, hasn't he? He's played for a couple different organizations. Yeah. He's been on the Niners at one point. I didn't even know he was on the Niners. That's true. That's true. Um, just quick, I mean, we don't need to talk about that game a lot. Uh, Seattle gets a a win against Miami. That game was a lot closer than I thought. Miami played really well. Yeah, they did against they Seattle. Did. And Russ just won it again. That's that's all he's doing. Uh, the this this was an interesting game. Chargers Buccaneers. I was about to. I would literally just clicked on that game. Yeah. Do we, Tom? Deserves a lot of credit for his performance, yeah. But he's it still doesn't feel like he's the Tom of old. Not really. Um, I mean, he did throw for five touchdowns and one pick. Yeah. It was a very good stat line game for him, absolutely. Um, are the Chargers I don't know. pretty good? I'd say the Chargers are better than the record shows, yeah. Um, tough losses. Justin Herbert. He's been playing well. That interception was bad. That's a rookie interception. Yeah. On the last the last drive, that that hurt my heart because he's played way better than that. Um, the kid, if Tyrod Taylor's healthy, you do not put him in. I don't. I, yeah, it's it's a tough situation for them, man. Um, I feel bad for Tyrod Taylor because he loses his job to the most unfortunate of circumstances. But yeah, like, it's not his fault. But like, if you're the Chargers organization, this kid is averaging 300-plus yards. Yeah. And he didn't have a normal offseason. No, not at all. Like, it's it's time. Yeah, I'd say you're, I'd say you're well past it. And the Chargers are 1-3, but let's take note of who, they, of who they have played. So they played the Bengals, and they beat the Bengals. They went to overtime with the Chiefs. Okay, now they just they lost to the Panthers last week. But I think we're saying that the Panthers are also better than their record shows. And then they just went toe to toe with the Buccaneers too. And, and they, they just barely lost to the Buccaneers. The right. So the two toughest teams, the two toughest matchups that they've had, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, they've come out and they've they showed up. Um and both of those are directly related to Justin Herbert. So that's just what the Raiders needed, you know, another good quarterback in the division who's young. Yeah, so, so. Derek Carr is arguably the worst quarterback in the division. Uh he's not. <laughs> but <laughs> that's okay. Do you want to talk about that Bills game? Yeah, I want to talk about that Bills game because it certainly wasn't a Raiders game. <laughs> um, um, you know, the thing about that game is, yes, it was thirty to twenty-three, and technically, were the Raiders like one onside kick away from potentially tying the game? Yeah, they were, and they had a touchdown that got called back, so there were seven points that was taken off the board. Derek 
threw it 50 yards down the field, which is something you never see. Um, and it put it right on the money to Nelson. Oh, to Aguilar. Yeah, I saw that yeah. live. Who's playing really, really well. Yeah, he um, stepped up big with all those injuries in their wide receiver. Yeah, because yeah, Edwards and Ruggs are still out because they're hurt. Tyrell Williams is out for the season. So, he's um, out for the season? Yeah, he's out for the season. What happened to him? I don't remember what the injury was. I didn't even think he's played yet this season. No, no, he's out for the he's out for the season. Did he get injured in training camp? I believe so. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, um, I don't remember what the injury is. Uh, let me let me double check. It's um, not super important. Sorry, it was a torn it was a torn labrum. Ugh. Um. So, but yeah, so the Raiders. Interestingly enough, so like you pull up the stats, right? So the Raiders outgained the Bills. They had more total yards. They had more total passing yards. They had more rushing yards. They had yep. more first downs. Yep. They had more total plays. They had more sacks. I mean, no, they didn't have more sacks. It was just one. It was a difference of one. But the thing, and they actually had the ball longer than the Bills. They yep. beat the Bills in every single stat. The reason why they lost that game is because they turned the ball over twice. They fumbled twice. Did Derek get stripped twice? I saw the one strip that was really bad. Um, so Derek got stripped twice, and one of them, one of them didn't count as a fumble. The other one did. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. And yeah, I saw the one where the the D lineman uh, stripped it and then was able to get on it by himself. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what the dude's name was, but. Um. Do you hold this L on Derek? A little bit. A little yeah. bit, yeah. Um that the one fumble by him was really bad. It was um, really costly. Yeah, it was really costly. But then you also so they were in a situation where they were down by seven. They were driving. Um and then we I don't remember which wide receiver fumbled it, but Jalen Ramsey um, came up and no, not Jalen Ramsey. I'm sorry. It was um, he got traded. Josh, yeah, it was Josh. It was Josh Norman. I'm sorry, Josh oh, Norman. Yeah, yeah, came up and made an absolutely phenomenal play on. I don't remember who it was. Um, and then the Bills get that, and then immediately throw a like seventy yard bomb down to Stephon Diggs, and then they score right away. So the Raiders were driving with a chance to tie. And right. then within the span of three plays, they were down by 14. Then they drove and scored, and then they had mm-hmm. the onside kick. So the Raiders actually played a really good game, minus yeah. those two turnovers. They played um, a um, better game. Didn't they lose last week? Yeah, yeah. Who'd they lose to again? I'm the sorry, Patriots. I don't want to. Right, they played way better than they did against the Patriots. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But again, the reason why they lost that game, too, was turnovers. Um, so, I mean, I think the Raiders can compete with teams. I really do. I think their offense is good. Um, their defense, however, is abysmal. Um, I don't know why Paul Gunther is still the defensive coordinator there. Well, they had a lot of injuries because didn't, uh, Marcus Joyner, isn't that his name? LaMarcus. Yeah. LaMarcus Joyner was like in and out of He got injured at the beginning, came back and got injured again. Yeah, like on the next play. And then later on in the game, I saw him back on the field. I was like, dude, what the – where is um, – That man is then, breaking down on the field. Yeah, and then Adam is still um, – I mean, he had an absolute – he played much this week than he did last week. Who? Uh, Jamal Adam. 
Wait, you mean Jonathan Abrams? Jonathan. Oh, so, no, wait. Yeah, shoot. I always Jamal Adams is on the Seahawks. Jamal Adams is on Seattle. I know, you, I know you want him on Vegas. But well, I compare. I compare those. They're I, a lot alike. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, they're so similar to me um, that sometimes I I mix them up. He played really um, well. He did. He played abs. He played a uh, really good. But he also um, was getting banged up a lot in that game too. And well, he's you know, just the, a banger, man. Yeah, he's not afraid to go hit somebody. No, uh, he hits sticks every tackle. There's, he's gonna be banged up. Yeah, absolutely. A guy who just absolutely puts his body on the line like that—that's what you're gonna expect. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Jonathan played uh, really well. He played better than he did um, last and week, it, especially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it came down to turnovers. It's really what it was. Right. Um. I mean, Derek. Derek had a good game. He had a very Derek game. Mm, um, yeah. Minus, minus. It's minus the fumbles. Minus the fumbles, man. Um, but he was thirty-two for forty-four, three hundred eleven yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, he's still percentage-wise the most accurate passer in the league. He's got the longest streak without an interception, but still, um, yeah, it's just those those two fumbles. Those is, two fumbles. Is Derek Carr good enough with? enough talent around him on this offense to make the playoffs and win a playoff game for sure. For sure. This game just highlighted his limitations. That's all it was. Yeah. And my dad, I think said it best is he does. He doesn't trust Derek in a crowded pocket. Derek. He just, he has small hands. Is that true? I have no idea. I have no idea. Cause I heard something Um, about that, but I didn't know if that was really, cause he did like, Literally just get stripped. Yeah, he did. Um, he ran a lot more than he has in the past, which was so nice to see because he is very he's sneaky athletic. athletic. Yeah, oh, he's, yeah, yeah sure. he he can run, but he just doesn't do it that often. Um, and Jacobs had kind of an off game, right? Buffalo yeah. really did a good job. That D-line's pretty good. I don't even know if it was Jacob because there was not, there was not a lot of uh, running – running lanes for Jacob it, it felt like every time he got he was in the backfield there was somebody right there then the effect that he got 48 yards rushing was um I think just amazing in and of itself but neither team um was really able to establish uh, a running game because yeah. Buffalo only had 62 yards on the ground too so I guess if you're the Raiders you can hang your head on that but Still, like the defense is just—it's not there right now. So just ran into a good team. That's all it is. Yeah, pretty much. And they're I mean, gonna run in. Yeah, they're gonna run into a better team next week, and then they're yeah. gonna run into the Bucks after that. So, <laughs> well, they're um, pretty much staring down the barrel of two and four. So they might sneak out one. Um, the Colts Bears game. Not a lot you can take away from that game. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, the I think Bears it, are kind of what we thought they were. They weren't. As good as their three and zero record, they showed it, and the Colts beat a bad team, but they didn't really impress. Their defense is looks really their defense good. Defense is legit. <laughs> well, we don't know if they're legit. They've played the Jaguars, the Vikings, the Bears, and um, the Jets. The Jets, but statistically, yeah. they look great. Statistically, yes. I'm looking at their schedule, and the first half of their schedule is pretty light, but the back half, the, yeah, the back half gets a bit rougher. Um, yeah. Their last, their last eight games, actually, their last nine games, is Ravens, 
Titans, Packers, Titans, Texans, Raiders, Texans, Steelers, Jags. So definitely a bit tougher than their front half. Yeah, definitely. Um, we can we can talk about the Philadelphia, yeah, go, San Francisco game if you want. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I didn't watch that game. I was at dinner last night, so dude, it's it's probably a nice thing you, that you didn't watch the game because <laughs> it was really awful. <laughs> Like, why did C.J. Beathard play? You want to know why C.J. Beathard played? Because it was uh, eight to seven after one half, and Nick Mullins had not really because of him because he did not play well at all, and the Niners' offensive line did not play well at all. They couldn't get the run game going, and Nick Mullins got sacked like four times. So he's under duress in the pocket, and he threw an awful interception, like on his back foot. In the red zone, like on the ten yard line, that was deflating. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and Carson Wentz is a scrambling for first downs. It was just ridiculous. Uh, but fast forward to the fourth quarter, the Niners are down. They're probably down. I think like fourteen to eighteen, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, Nick, let's see it. Let's drive him down. George Kittle is playing like an absolute monster in this game. Completely healthy, it looks like. That knee sewed up real quick. 15 receptions, 183 yards, one touchdown. It didn't matter what Philadelphia threw at him. He was getting open and getting major yards after catch. There was one play where there was probably seven Eagles defenders trying to tackle him on one side, and he ended up getting tackled by a face mask. It was (laughs) just like, what the heck do they have here? And Brandon Ayuk looked great. Debo... Uh, definitely was on a snap count. He wasn't out there a lot, um, but he he looked healthy. He didn't get injured. That's a big thing. Yeah. But, but Nick, they're about to drive. The first play of this drive, down four, right? We're thinking this is going to be a game-winning drive. Throws a pick six. <laughs> awful, awful read. Threw it right to a linebacker, right? And he yeah. also, did he fumble as well? I don't think he fumbled, but that was just an awful, awful play. Kyle Shanahan's pissed. C.J. Beathard comes in. Dude looked great. Completed seven of seven passes, drives them all the way down the field in like two minutes. They score quickly with Jarek McKinnon, who put in a major shift yesterday. The dude played almost every snap on the offensive field. And um, then they missed the two-point conversion. So now they need a major miracle to beat the freaking Philadelphia Eagles. Just ridiculous, man. I don't, I'm not, I'm not super, I'm not as upset as I was against Arizona because what teams really can say they can put out their third string quarterback and beat a playoff team, quotation marks, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the Niners whole lineup, their defense Definitely isn't the same as last year. We can say that. But I think this offense could carry them to the playoffs. That's my takeaway from this game. You know, I'm looking at their stats, and it's very similar to the Raiders. Yeah, they beat them in in every single game them. (laughs) Except for the turnovers. It's just ridiculous. Except for the turnovers. They were running down the field. Kyle Shanahan was dialing up plays that were just first down, first down, first down. And it was like, wow, we're getting end arounds to Debo. We're getting end arounds to Brandon Ayuk. George Kittle's running the ball for first downs. It's like Kittle's, or, uh, Kyle Shanahan's in his bag right now. And we just unfortunately don't have enough quarterback talent to win. It's, it's, 
It's too mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny that they ended. It ended up sort of being the same, same sort of look as the uh, the Raiders Bills game in that sense. Um, Chiefs Patriots game. Not much to talk about there. Cam Newton is obviously out because he tested positive for the coronavirus, so he's going to be out for a little bit. Um, Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham came in and played. Patriots only scored ten points. I think the Patriots are probably going to lose every game until Cam comes back. Did you watch that game? <clears throat> Mm-mm. So watching that game in the first half, it ended six to three, Kansas City, and Brian Hoyer had two opportunities in the red zone to score, and they failed on both of them. So mm-hmm. Patriots were definitely the better team in the first half, no doubt. Right. So if Bill figured out this defense and Cam happens to come back, that's scary for the rest of the league, at least for the rest of the yeah. NFC. For sure. And then, as of right now, we just the Packers and Falcons game ended. <clears throat> Green Bay beat the Falcons thirty to sixteen. Aaron Rodgers, um, where's the stat line? Another really there it is. Twenty seven of thirty three, three hundred and twenty seven yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. MVP yet? Not at all. He's not the front runner. <laughs> no, I'd still say Russ is, mm. but Rodgers is nipping at his heels. Mm, I don't know, man. Uh, Rogers is not the MVP. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I'll just sing it for you. Um, all right, so that's the recap of uh, week four. I'm proud of us. We did that very quickly. I think we did that way faster. I think we did too. I like it. Let's move on to uh, our picks for next week. I wish I had – I have a pencil. I'll just grab a quick piece of paper right here. Yeah. You um, could put it um... – in your phone notes, so then you would have it at all times. Yeah, I could, but, you know, that would just be too smart. So, so if, if you lose this piece of paper, then we don't know. Yeah, but I got it, so don't worry. I'll put it in my wallet. Oh, all yeah, right, let's go. Just like you had it last week. Okay. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go. It's sitting on my desk. Whatever. Here we go. Bucks, Bears. <laughs> Bucks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, Bills, Titans. <clears throat> Ooh. Um... Bills, because I don't know how much the Titans are going to be practicing. Right. I agree. Bills. All right. Texans-Jags. Can the Texans pick up their first win? Yeah. I agree. I think Houston beats the Jaguars. I also think the Ravens beat the Bengals. Fair. Falcons-Panthers. That's a good game. I think Falcons get that win. I really want to agree with you. I don't know if I can. But I really want to. It's in Atlanta. They went toe to toe with the Cowboys. They just lost to the Packers. They only put up 16 points against the Packers. Packers defense is pretty good. Yeah. Bears, eh. you know what? I'll say Falcons too. But if we need to flip at the end, then I'll flip that one. Yeah. Um, Chiefs Raiders. I I can't I can't with any confidence pick the Raiders in that game. They they I don't know what it is. But when they go up to Arrowhead, they just yeah yeah they shouldn't this, even. This game will be tight, but I think it's Chiefs. Yeah, I think the I think the Chiefs are going to win that too. I just the Raiders defense is so bad, it's so bad right now. So I'll take the Cardinals over the Jets too. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers over the Eagles. Yeah, Rams over Washington. Yep, Niners over the Dolphins. Oh, definitely. Uh, I got the Cowboys over the Giants. 
Yes. Gosh, these are easy games. I'll take the Patriots over the Broncos. Cam will be able to play, right? Don't know. I think he will. But that doesn't make any sense because don't you have to wait two weeks? Yeah. Oh, so he's not playing. I'm going to take the Broncos. Okay, I'll take I don't the... even know who's quarterbacking the Broncos right now. <laughs> um, let me double check that for you because neither. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to win. Let's see the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos they rolled out Brett Ripon. <laughs> yeah, and then they went back to Driscoll, and then they went back Driscoll? to Ripon. Well, Is it, it just yeah, it just says that J- Driscoll only rushed; he didn't do any sort of throwing. Okay. And they still beat the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Jets um, fans, I'm going to go so Patriots. Yeah, I would say so, too. Um, Colts-Browns. This is an interesting game. I'm going to go Browns Colts. Home. Okay, I'll take the Browns. I'll take the Browns. All right, Bryson, settle down. Did you hear that? I did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'll take the Browns. Um... Take Seattle over the Vikings. I didn't think Minnesota, like, at last year form could beat Seattle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Seattle's defense is kind of – I'm going to take the Vikings. Oh, okay. I think that messes us up, though. Because well, I we're... think we're both going to go Saints on Monday. Yeah, but I told you I could flip on the Carolina game. Do we really want it to come down to just Colts Browns? I don't know. Do we? It's your call because it's your team that you'd flip on. You know what? Hmm. I'm gonna take the Chargers. What? Okay. Against New Orleans. Okay. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stay with Seattle. And would you want to switch? Sure. So you got the ch- oh whoops I wrote that incorrectly. The two C's and the F. Yes, yeah, so you got the Saints. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes, yeah, so you got the Saints and the Chargers. So I got the Saints. You got the Chargers. I got the Browns. You got the Colts. And then sure, I'll take the Panthers over the Falcons. Alrighty. And I think we're operating with being at two and two at the moment, but I'll find out tomorrow. I think we are too. All righty. So there's your NFL recap, but we've got some NBA that we got to talk about. Dude, we got a lot of NBA to talk about. I know. So here we go. It is currently two to one in the NBA finals. Not something that I think we were prepared to say. I think we we're all pretty much ready to roll on the brooms. And then, well, I don't know. After, after the first two games, I was the only reason why I say that, after the because, first two games, yeah, probably. After the first two games, because everybody got hurt. Um, yeah. And then Jimmy Butler just decides to, uh, well, he decides to drop 40 points, 13 assists, and 11 rebounds. So, And guard LeBron most of the game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. outplayed LeBron on every, pretty much every facet of the game. Yeah, so first two games, um, just Laker domination. Uh, some of that was to do with Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic getting injured in game one, but the Lakers just destroyed 
Miami in game one, they even really without the injuries. Um, in game two was a lot of the same, not as much of a domination just because the Lakers didn't shoot as well. But um, yeah, they, they controlled that one. AD was absolute monster. I think he only missed like four shots. Uh, let me check. And he was just getting offensive rebounds, dunks, offensive rebounds, dunks. And it was, it was just looks like a mismatch. And then out of nowhere, this underdog Miami team comes out with their fearless leader just willing them to control this game. They're up for most of the game. Um, and then the Lakers somehow come back behind uh, LeBron because AD is non-existent in this basketball game. He was in foul trouble the whole time. He scored less than 20 points. If he was uh, 15 points, five rebounds, three assists. Just That's like Dwight Howard numbers. Yeah. And you really should not expect that from AD. Uh, LeBron really just didn't look engaged at all during the game. No. No, and, and I... Yeah. They, no, weren't, they shot a lot. They attempted like 50 plus threes and they aren't a good they were not known to be a good three-point shooting team so it played right into Miami's hands and Miami played great down the stretch we've we've all seen during these uh playoffs Mm -hmm. and I think that's the formula to be right now is you have to go after Anthony Davis and hope you get him in foul trouble because if he's off the floor then the Lakers are a completely different team which is weird to say with a player like LeBron James. Now, don't don't get it twisted. LeBron James could beat Miami if Anthony Davis is not playing. He definitely has that capability. Yeah. But Anthony Davis has been playing out of his mind the, yep. these playoffs, especially in game two. He's definitely the biggest mismatch that my that LA can put out there. Absolutely. No, no one, then, especially that Bam's out. No one can guard Anthony Davis. Exactly, and that came in to. That came in, I mean, that was a perfect example last night because Jimmy was guarding LeBron, and Jimmy can guard LeBron. Um, and he, yep. not only not only can he guard LeBron, but I think the biggest factor of that is he's not afraid to guard LeBron. Yep. So I think that's even more important than, not, than his ability to guard him. He just doesn't care. <laughs> and it looks like LeBron, <clears throat> when he gets the ball up top, and he's really just the primary scorer at this point because AD's not – doing anything and he's out there with Kuzma, Rondo, Caruso, Caldwell Pope, and Morris. Mm-hmm. Right? That's really the lineup that the Lakers went to um and plug in Danny Green or whatever you want, right? Uh but LeBron is the primary decision maker and he sees that Jimmy is not switching on these screens. He's staying on him and it really just takes LeBron out of his offensive game because now he's passing out and looking for Morris or Caruso or Rondo to really get things done. It's like, he's not, he's not, he wasn't really willing to attack Butler. And it was just really weird to see that it's almost like Butler intimidated LeBron, which I would, I I don't know if that was the case. It's just what it appeared to be. Right. Yeah. And ESPN as of five hours ago, updated BAMs um, as questionable. Yeah. So that'll be really interesting. To see if Bam is just going to will his way onto the court. Um, I mean, this game, this game four became so, so drastically, like for, almost instantaneously, um, from a sleeper I don't care game to wow, this is might turn out to be a really, really fun game to watch. Yeah, I think the script is definitely flipped. Where I don't 
if you if people are saying that Lakers are just gonna go out and win this, like they're gonna look like games one and two, I I don't think we can confidently say that. I don't think we can either. Um, yes, the Lakers played poorly, right? But I think that's also gonna be attributed to Miami's defense. They were running a lot more man, I think, than what they're running the first two games, and um, I think it really just caught the Lakers off guard. Dwight Howard didn't have as big of an impact. Um, Danny Green, Cole Pope, they're not hitting as many shots. It's uh, Rondo's not as effective. Um, and I think this is going to be a little bit tighter. Can the Lakers go out and uh, win game four and game five and win the NBA Finals? Of course. Of course. But do we think it's going to be blowouts? I don't, I don't think you can educatedly say that that's going to happen. Yeah, no, I agree. I think sitting here during our next show, if the Lakers are your champions by then, because there's going to be four games that are going to be played. Um, That's before so dumb now. that we don't get the, that we I don't don't talk... get the update, you know? Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy? So shout out right here, which it's not very much of a helpful shout out, but Josh Carson does a live stream, a live reaction after every NBA Finals games. Yeah. That dude knows basketball. He's been on our show three times now, maybe four. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know why he hasn't invited us to come on there. I'm not sure. That much. He doesn't value our, our input. He doesn't want that LeBron uh, objectivity in his uh, his videos. We should get him back on, though, to talk about the the finals, especially if they're over. Yeah, maybe we – oh, well, maybe we do a um, – like before the last game, or before, like, say the Lakers win, maybe before Game Five, we have them on. Yeah, yeah, it'd be it'd be fun to get to get Josh on uh, to talk about the finals and sort of the end of the season. So, right. Um, but yeah, I think Sam and I, I think we all know that you know the Lakers are probably going to win this series. Miami doesn't know that. Miami doesn't know that. <laughs> Someone um, forgot no. to tell Jimmy Butler. <laughs> that's probably going to happen. Um, but I agree with Sam. I don't think that the Lakers are just going to walk over the Miami Heat. And I said that on the like before game one, two, and three. You and I both had sort of talked about that. Um, like We had both mentioned that you know the Lakers are definitely the heavy favorite. And if they won in five, I don't think anybody would be surprised. But don't think it was going to ever be a, like a cataclysmic blowout because the Miami Heat are a really good basketball team. Well, they're super well run. Talent is a little lacking, especially when you're you miss uh, your second and third best players, right? Yeah, but it just shows the value of Jimmy Butler as a leader for one, and two, Eric Spolstra and that coaching staff's ability to adjust and get the best. Okay, I don't know what's going on behind me, but <laughs> to get the best out of this roster, mm-hmm. right? And now it's Frankie V's turn to X and O's his way into putting the Lakers into a better position. And it's, quite frankly, LeBron's turn to show some leadership. Because he what – do you, what do you think about him leaving early? Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I did. What is your initial as a fan and say like if you were a player and if you were an opponent, 
What do you take away from that? That tells me he was checked out of the game way before that. Right? Like, way before that. I've like never I, seen anything like that. I hadn't either. Not from him. Um, and for somebody who seems so locked in during these playoffs, you know, after the Eastern Conference Finals, like, oh, job's not done until a championship. He seems so locked in and whatnot. But for him to leave – you know, when there were still 10 seconds left, I, to me, I took that as, well, you left like 10 ago. Like, you, Maybe you, quarters ago. Yeah, you you never believed you were going to win this game. Um, and if right. you're walking off right now, you wanted that game to be over. Right. Um, at least that's how I took it. I I take it that way. I definitely think that's, that's there. I also think, I don't think it's a thing of he's not locked in. Because I would argue that he is so locked in that he doesn't care about this one game. He he's might just not, focused yeah. on the outcome of the series, right? And he's just, for lack of better terms, like pissed off about this. Yeah, no, I agree, and I can, and I agree. He's he's probably doesn't care, but in terms of that singular game, yeah, um, I think he checked out way before that. Yep, and I th- I think this is definitely one of the most classless moves from a really classy player. Yeah, I mean he's never really been, you know, he was he's not like the bad boys, you know, leaving like that whole team he individually left that game, you know. It's a it's a worse look that it was I, just him. That I think no so. other Laker went. Yeah, I think so. Um and what do so. you think about um what do you take away from Tyler Hero the look and uh Jimmy Butler talking some trash? after that just tells me that the heat like they're they know that they're the underdogs and they know that they're gonna find any sort of way to 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 fire themselves up because they know that everybody's counting them out they know that they're the underdog and um i think when you i think when you come into a series and you're playing against a team like the lakers who's so so heavy in terms of like being a favorite yeah, you have to go into that. You you have to go into that series with an fu mentality, right? Um, or else you're gonna lose. So even if Tyler Hero had made one shot during that game, um, he still better be walking off the court like, yeah, we just beat you, like, yeah, just big old middle fingers to the entire Lakers roster. Like, yeah, we're here and we're not gonna roll over. So if you're the underdog, you have to come in. With an FU mindset. So there's two parts of that that I want to talk about. First is um, it's a nice it's a nice like callback to earlier in the game when Tyler Hero I think was probably like over five or something. He was struggling, right? I think he only made one field goal. And um, Mark Jackson and Jeff Van are talking about well, we really hope this kid has a short like short term memory loss, right? Like mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't uh, dwell on all the misses, right? And it really appeared that he did not. He showed up in the fourth quarter um, and really closed that game out for that team. Yeah. Um, which was a really good sign if you're a Miami Heat fan. Uh, but I just think of the the old adage of let the sleeping giant sleep. I think they kind of woke up LeBron. They might have. And Anthony Davis. I don't think they let that happen again. Yeah, I I would say so. I Even say if so. Miami now plays better, I don't think we see the Lakers play that bad. No, 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 no. I agree. I agree. 
So are you saying that the next time we come on, you think this series is going to be over? Well, if we do, I, I'm hoping we, I mean, of course we got to talk about it, but I'm hoping that we, we preview what we think the last game is going to be with, with Josh. Yeah, we, we could, we could try to do that. Just like um, a quick little blip. Like a 20 minute thing. Yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, the next time we, next Monday, won't the games already have been it played? May be, it may be more appropriate to do a reaction to it, just in case. Like, if the if the game ends, if the series ends on Friday, to immediately after the it's over on Friday night, get on and talk about it. Because then yeah. at least we know. Yeah, yeah we can definitely do that. Um, I think I think we'd be better off doing that because then we have we had the closing thoughts to sort of talk about and then finish out the NBA season. Yeah, there's so note. much more definitive things to say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we can try to throw that together. Um, any closing thoughts? Anything for uh, for the audience? Any titillating words of advice, wisdom? Um, I hope that Jimmy G comes back soon. I'm glad that the Niners looked so bad without Jimmy G because then everyone's like, oh, well, Jimmy G, he got carried last year by the, <laughs> uh, the running game and the offensive line. Well, you can't say that anymore, can you? Huh. <laughs> I love it. Fucking average quarterback, my ass. He's GOAT. He's GOAT status. That's why I love uh, this show, because we just kind of say whatever we want, and I love it. <laughs> Derek. Shut up. <laughs> he's just got limitations, man. Shut up. Everyone's got weaknesses. He's he's just got weaknesses. Jimmy G's got weaknesses. It's all good, man. Yeah, whatever. He's just got a little less weaknesses than Derek. Yeah, 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 whatever. Um, all right, well, that'll do it. That'll do it for episode 62. Uh, nothing to 62. say to fans. 62. I know. We've been doing it for 62 episodes. Well, again, uh, if you guys have made it this far, we just want to thank Dom again for coming on. That was huge. Uh, and 62 is my favorite number, so this is apparently a really special episode to me. Bam, there we go. There we go. So thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, we will see you all maybe earlier in the week if the finals does come to a conclusion. Uh, on Friday or Sunday. So we'll see you guys then. All right, guys. Thank you. See you soon. See ya.